Digify Africa and Flash Conversations. Good afternoon. Hello, hi, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Digify Africa Unplugged Conversations. Today, we are looking at building businesses using digital tools. I'm joined by Hetty, the entrepreneur, passionate about helping business owners essentially dominate the online space through marketing and monetization strategies that actually work. She is the co-founder of South Africa's largest African print retail brand, PH Boutique, PH and PH Boutique, sorry, situated across South Africa at award-winning malls, as, as well as residential property portfolio, PH Homes. Hetty now dedicates her time to guiding entrepreneurs to achieve their goals through results-based mentorship. Today, she chats with us about leveraging the power of the internet and digital tools to grow small businesses. Good afternoon, Hetty. How are you doing? Good afternoon. I'm very well, thank you, and really happy to be here. Thank you for joining us. I think, as I said to you before we started recording, um, this conversation is is quite important, especially um, as we are sort of looking at um, trying to find ways of encouraging young people to sort of participate within the entrepreneurial space, especially looking at the stats that came out um, not so long ago around the unemployment in the country. I think this is going to be very, very useful for most young people. Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, I think that the, the economic times that we are living in definitely necessitates us to kind of look outside of the box in terms of uh, creating revenue streams. And so this is probably the best time to really be looking into the online space and finding different ways to plug in. Definitely, definitely. To kick off, Hetty, I'm interested in your journey um, because, you know, you've done quite interesting things within the space and, and, and the way you've pivoted um, is, is, is something that really caught my eye. I'm interested in mm. finding out, um, you know, what were some of the conversations you were having with yourself before starting your entrepreneurial journey? You know, I started off like most people. I went to school, I got my degree, and my outlook was one job, one salary. Um, I think that's the template that most of us kind of find ourselves falling into. And I was in a great job at a really great organization. I enjoyed the work I did and worked with fantastic colleagues. But what um, really began to frustrate me was realizing that Goodness me, I'm spending 80% of my life in the office. Surely this can't be it. I'm earning a great salary and have absolutely no time to enjoy it. There has got to be another way. So for me, I began reading different books. Robert Kiyosaki has definitely been instrumental in shaping my mindset around generating multiple streams of income and just the different ways that money can be made. Um, I mean, I don't know about you, but growing up, we never really had the conversations about how is money made? So I always thought, well, money is given to you when you work somewhere and your boss gives it to you. But through reading books, listening to podcasts, attending conferences and seminars, I then began to learn that you can actually generate money 
through investments, through building your own business, developing a personal brand. And that really then began to pique my curiosity to say, what if I could find other ways to make money that would be able to buy me both time and money freedom? Because what I realized is that I had money freedom for my salary, but I was time bankrupt. So what could I do that could actually give me both? And I think that's where my entrepreneurial bug really sparked in a manner that was honestly life-changing. Mm-hmm. You know, I like what you've mentioned because you've touched on very important things that I think young entrepreneurs should really think about. And actually, even people who are still within the, the workforce, um, you, you speak to the, the idea or the concept of um, multiple incomes, right? And I think yes. that conversation has come up a lot. And, mm. and I think within that conversation, I've, I'm always interested in finding out the practicality of that. I think, um, you know, in the, in the past few years, we've been talking a lot about mental wellness, and I yes. think part of the conversation that we don't have about the 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 the, the concept of multiple um, incomes is that it also comes with some kind of exhaustion. I'm interested in finding yes. out you what were some of the ways that you approached that in a healthy way that didn't consume a lot from you? Because you mentioned that, of course, when you work a nine to five, you don't have time for yourself. But now when you are working in different spaces and you've sort of adopted this multiple income model to generate income, um, it it might also mean that there isn't a lot of time for yourself, right? Um, So I'm interested in, in how did you break that apart? Because if I'm a young mm. entrepreneur and I'm and I'm I'm obviously wanting to start my own business, but there's also this idea that I can, whilst I'm pursuing that, still work in other projects and contribute in other ways that can help assist me, um, you know, in terms of money. But of course, there's this push and pull around how do I then have time for myself? How do I ensure that I don't overexert myself um, mentally? Talk to me about that process. You know, what what sort of went into some of the things that you did when you were looking at approaching the the multiple um multiple multiple streams of income um approach. So I was working in a very demanding nine to five job. And I realized that if I wanted to be able to buy back my time, I would need to sacrifice my time for a period in order to be able to live an extraordinary life. So the reality is, um, you know, wellness is very, very important. However, there are certain periods in life where you need to make a short-term sacrifice for a long-term gain. Mm. So I would work my Mondays to Fridays and weekends. I was literally pushing my side hustle with the view that I was pushing my side hustle so that one day it would become my main hustle. And then I would be able to design my own life. And so we did that for a good solid year. We pushed until I was able to replace my corporate income and corporate benefits and then pushed for another solid year. So until we could be able to replace my husband's corporate income and corporate benefits. And now we are both full-time entrepreneurs. 
So the question therefore becomes, were those two years worth it in order to have a life where we now literally live on our own terms? Mm-hmm. I like that because I think you touch on the fact that whilst we can have uh, a sober conversation around mental health and 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 just health in general. We also, mm. in that conversation, we're in the same breath. We need to be practical about some of the sacrifices that one has to make, especially in the entrepreneurial journey, for them to be able yes. to meet bottom line one. Um, and to achieve whatever ambition it is that they want to achieve. I like that. I like that. I want to go back to, to your journey, um, you mm-hmm. know, because I think obviously when you start a business, there are a lot of things that you're thinking about. You're thinking about market analysis. You're thinking about yes. who's going to invest in the business and and and, and mm-hmm. how to make sure that people are able to buy in your product. At what point, um, you know, did you then sort of, started or at least at what point did you realize that the online space or the digital economy was going to be crucial for your business so often at times the best businesses are born from you lacking something and just saying oh you know what i'll provide the solution then <laughs> if nobody else is providing <laughs> it i will I will provide the solution. So I love the online space. I love online shopping. I would always buy from these international websites and get them delivered and all of that stuff. And um, after having one too many encounters with tailors that would just not deliver um, an outfit on time for an important event, I said, nope, that's it literally taking matters into my own hands there has got to be a better way and really provided the solution to the problem that I was experiencing to say what if we could provide good quality African print clothing within the online space and people could be able to buy it get it delivered to their door and happiness so I began playing in the online space because I realized already at the time that we didn't necessarily have the funding and capital to open a retail store. But by existing online, it's the great equalizer. It gives you access to markets without necessarily having to pour in a lot of capital initially. So for me, I I realized quite a long time ago the power of the online space and for it to literally be able to propel a business in the way that sometimes traditional marketing um, excludes people um, because of affordability. And that's so true because I think often when we talk about funding, um, usually a lot of a lot of the struggles that um, you know we've come across even on the podcast when we talk about funding was also sort of trying to then negotiate seed funding that would speak to how do I then find a, uh, a property essentially um, for, for yeah. the business and that's usually the most expensive part um, of, yes. of, of the business plan and so it becomes a little bit more of how do I then get more funding? Because this the, the, the little funding that I've just received now has to go towards, you know, securing a place for my business. I like the fact that you're also drawing us into the fact that the, the accessibility one and the affordability of the digital yes. space that um, then assists the, the entrepreneur to sort of then sort of pivot and, and work on other things. Because of course, the the just the by, by virtue of being online, accessibility almost happens organically it almost happens organically absolutely yes definitely Mm -hmm. you know i i find that 
a lot of times we are looking at physical infrastructure, but mm. not many people really have the capital for that. So I recommend to entrepreneurs, start with your digital infrastructure. Get that established. Let that be your proof of concept while you are still trying to find your feet, while you are still trying to build a client base and actually validate your business concept. Um, the online space allows you to fail several times until you found your feet and then you can transition to physical infrastructure if need be. Mm -hmm. You know, I think... Often when we talk about online and, and the digital space, the following question mm. that comes up is, how do I then make money, especially mm. in a developing continent, in a country that is, you know, uh, um, that, that suffers from from issues like the digital divide where most, mm. of, you know, the, 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 the consumers might not necessarily have access, you know, to, to, to the digital space. And, and I'm interested because you have a book that mm. um, is titled Monetize with Hetty the Entrepreneur. Um, and it's a, it's essentially a guide to digital monetization. I want us to talk yes. about that process um, and, you know, some of the things that went into the book and, 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 and I'm interested in some of your findings there around, mm. um, of course, business being able to monetize once they, once they sort of um, start uh, operating on digital platforms. So here is the thing. The fact that we are in the African continent is actually a huge benefit and advantage. Mm. I often say to people that we haven't even began to scratch the surface. There's so much untapped opportunity and potential that we simply are not leveraging as yet. So that means that there is huge space for us to play in. Um, whereas our counterparts, sometimes in Europe, you find certain areas that are very, very saturated. So when you are working in an environment which is still quite novice, it's actually really great because the opportunities are literally quite endless. And in as much as we do have all of our different, you know, socioeconomic challenges, etc., one of the most interesting things is that even a person living in a rural area has a smartphone. Mm. They, they, they have an ability to connect with the world. So what we need to figure out is not how do we get onto the internet, but rather how do we use the internet that we are already on to be able to monetize. And that was really, for me, the inspiration behind the book. Because if I was able to transition from a full-time job at an investment bank, earning well, getting good bonuses, enjoying the work I was doing and my colleagues, to being a full-time entrepreneur and earning even far more than I did within corporate and able to curate a life that fits my lifestyle. I simply cannot understand why the next person cannot do the same. Our continent is full of brilliant individuals, highly ambitious, highly talented, highly intelligent. But we need to understand the tools and the resources that are readily available to us that we can be able to leverage to be able to advance our businesses 
and our personal brands. And that is what is the inspiration behind the book. I realize that not everybody is going to be able to work with my agency. Not everybody is going to be able to book a consultation. But this literally is the gift to the African business owner or personal brand to say, here are tools, here are resources, go out there and flourish. I like that. I like that because it's a solution, right? Um, it's, yes. it's, it's a guide to say, we, we, you acknowledge, um, we all acknowledge that there are so many issues. And whilst we could spend a lot of time laboring on, 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 on the how to fix, um, whilst mm. doing that, let's also talk about the, 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 the um, what is it, the much more accessible solutions that can help yes. sort of fast pace the, the, the yes. process. Um, because I often think you touch on something very important. I think we spend a lot of time. Um, I mean, it, it is important to highlight issues, right? It is important to talk yes. about issues, but I think the amount of time we spend doing that, it almost sort of leaves us with this level of despondency um that makes yes. that almost makes it hard for 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 the entrepreneurial spirit to to sort of want to even pursue um because precisely i, I always joke around and say oh, i don't think i'm an entrepreneur i don't think i would ever be an entrepreneur because i look at some of the stories and i read some of the you know the mm. the, the, the the testimonials from from successful entrepreneurs and i'm just like mm. oh my goodness the amount of 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 um of effort that goes into and never mind just the passion but just the effort that is yes. needed to sort of overcome certain barriers whereas i think what i like about your approach is that let's talk about the struggles but here's an op here's an option for you here's a solution for you here's how mm. you sort of avoid what i went through um and and sort of use these tools to fast track your 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 um your business endeavors i really do like that now that we're talking Absolutely. about um, now that we're talking about sort of understanding the the landscape, mm. I'm interested in in finding out from you what do you believe are some of the most misunderstood things about the internet and digital tools as far as business are concerned, businesses are concerned. I think one of the um, I wonder if it's misunderstood or people just don't realize the power that lies in their smartphone and what is on their hands. So most people are definitely um, within the online space. Um, most people are already on social media. They're on Facebook and they're connecting with family and friends, but they don't actually see these platforms as a business tool. Mm. They don't actually realize that these can also be business platforms in which they can make money. So that those are some of the ways that people are leaving money on the table by not realizing the power that lies in their hands. So gone are the days when running a business meant that you had to rent an office space. My business is literally my smartphone and my laptop. I could work on the top of a mountain and make an income. So the way in which we make money, the way in which we run our businesses has completely revolutionized. And what is important is for us to stay up to date on the different tools that are actually available to us for us to be able to utilize. The other thing I think is definitely a misconception is people think that um, situations need to be perfect before they can get started. 
So someone wants to be a content creator, they, may have, they must have the ring light and the correct lighting and the correct camera and, and all of those things. I advise every single person to just begin where they are. Because in the beginning, you are absolutely going to make mistakes. You are still finding your feet. It's like a toddler that's learning how to how to walk. Of course, they're going to crawl and, you know, fall down and get back up, etc. So giving yourself the grace of actually embracing humble beginnings, switch on your phone and just get started. And, you know, the path will kind of open up along the way. I like that because I think it also speaks to the to the barriers that we just spoke about that I think often yes there are those external um physical bar barriers but I often also think that we don't talk about um the mental barriers that are there I mean most of them come from the fact that we believe that as you've said I mean and you've sort of, sort of succinctly sort of explained it that um we believe that it must look perfect for it to be yes. recognizable or for for mm. me to start I need to have all the equipment but it, it really it's not that and and you sort of just reminded me um that yeah. I think even the starting itself is 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 revolutionary because you've challenged it is family. you've challenged it your is it is, and it's not always going to be picture perfect. In fact, it's most likely going to be quite messy. And I think as entrepreneurs, sometimes the way we portray entrepreneurship on social media does a huge disservice to uh, managing the expectations of new entrepreneurs because they think that they can open their business and within six months they're profitable and they've bought a new car and everybody everything looks shiny. Forgetting that often at times people are showing the highlight reel. They're not showing when they've been disappointed by suppliers or when the product development is not quite going according to plan or when they've reached month end and they literally have no idea how they're going to pay their rent or their staff or how they themselves are going to make ends meet. Very seldom do we as entrepreneurs actually show that. And I think that does a huge disservice to really managing the expectations of startups. So yes, it is going to be messy, It's but it's a beautiful mess. It's a beautiful mess because it is in those moments that you actually learn your greatest lessons that are going to bode and put you in good stead going forward. Before I tap into some of the lessons that you've learned, um, I want to take back the conversation because earlier on when we started, we spoke to yeah. the rate of unemployment in South Africa, which is peaking. Yeah. I'm interested in finding out from you, um, you know, what are some of the opportunities, you know, tools that young people can use to kickstart their entrepreneurial journeys? Mm. You know, it's this is a tricky one. Because when we look at entrepreneurship in the context of the unemployment rate, it becomes quite tricky mm. because it then begins to also speak to the difference between being a business owner and being an entrepreneur. Mm. So you see, a business owner is somebody that is running a business in order to get an income. So they are speaking to an economic challenge that they are faced with. Whereas an entrepreneur is an innovator, they are a trailblazer, they are problem solvers. So technology is often developed by entrepreneurs. 
The way in which we do business is often developed by entrepreneurs um, because they really are the innovators within the business landscape. So if I use an example of, let's say, somebody selling tomatoes at the corner of a street, they are doing so so that they can be able to generate income to be able to take back home, you know, to feed themselves, their family, put on, keep the lights on, keep a roof over their head. So it's an honest day's living. And those individuals, by and large, are self-employed business owners. So when we are talking about the, the economic landscape, what we need to look at is, can we create an environment that is conducive to self-employed business owners so that people can at least be able to put food on the table? Entrepreneurship, however, is a bit more different because an entrepreneur is a person that is trailblazing within their their, their space that are creating innovations such as AI tools, such as digital apps, such um, and that really shape the ways in which society functions. And that, I would say, is the difference between a business owner and an entrepreneur. So it is very difficult when we say to the unemployed youth, become an entrepreneur. Because not everybody can be an entrepreneur. It really is a calling. But can we give them tools and resources to start a business, to sell something, to offer a service so that they can at least be able to feed themselves and their family? They don't need to be the next Bill Gates. They don't need to be, you know, the next uh, uh, Steve Jobs. That is the job of an entrepreneur. And that is something that is a calling that nobody can implant in them. Those individuals are self-born and self-made. I like this answer because I think it touches on, on, on a topic that I, I often think we, we don't talk a lot about when we talk about unemployment in South Africa. And, and, mm. and, and one might even sort of argue that it, it, it can be dangerous to almost suggest that, um, you know, entrepreneurship is the answer to unemployment because it certainly yes. isn't. Um, exactly. It, it, and it can be quite demoralizing and demotivating because it then plants the seed within a young person who's sitting at home, unemployed, who went to school like we told them to go to school, who got their certificate like we told them to go and get their certificate, and they're sitting home, unemployed, and now we are saying, go and be an innovator. Go and be the next Steve Jobs. Such I mean, important. nobody should be put with that level of pressure when in actual fact we should be saying, you know what? We will ensure you've got electricity and running water so that you can bake amakwinya and sell them. We're mm, 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 touching mm. on so many important things that I think we don't speak to when we are looking at the issue of youth unemployment um, in the country. Look, Katie, I think we're starting to get into the meat of this. I don't want to hold you on for too long. <laughs> Um, I'm liking, I'm liking, I'm liking, I'm liking the message that you're leaving, you know, the young people with that also within, within, within all of the, 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 the pursuit of trying to come up with solutions, um, yes. to unemployment, we need to be very careful 
around the 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 messaging um specifically when it comes to to entrepreneurship because it it can almost lead to to a dangerous place where young people think that I can just wake up go and sell and I'm going to start making money. Mm, and mm, that's not exactly. And that is not the exactly. Case. I like that. Yes. I like that. Before I let you mm. go um two things i'm interested in some of the lessons that you've learned in your journey mm. um and mm. to close off where can we find the book you know as i said to you mm. of um before we started recording we're speaking to young mm. people who are yes. just trying um you know to 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 pivot with their businesses and and make yes waves within the space that they're in um they already have the idea they just need a little bit of nudge um, just to, yes. to to get to the right um path or to go to the or go the right direction. So I'm interested. Where can they find the book? How can they mm. get a hold of you on social media platforms and follow some of your work? Um. So yeah, those are the two questions, lessons that you've learned, and where can we find yeah. you? All right, excellent. So to any young person that is listening, um, to this conversation. I think it is important, first of all, for you to remain encouraged. Really look for examples of people that look like you and that sound like you, that are a living, breathing example of the life that you are trying to build for yourself. Because when you've got those examples, it will solidify within your mind that it is actually possible for you too. Um, I also want to encourage you to seek mentorship. Now, when I say mentorship, I'm not necessarily just talking about you and another person imparting knowledge. Mentorship has to do with who you are following on social media. What um, are you listening to? What books are you reading? What are you watching? Because what you feed your brain is going to manifest in your behavior and the actions that you take. So you do not know at this stage what you don't know. So be hungry for knowledge. If there is a free webinar, attend it. If there's a conference, go. If there's a seminar, go. It doesn't matter if you don't know anybody there. Just go. Have a thirst and hunger for knowledge. Do not be afraid to ask questions. There is no such thing as a stupid question. Ask questions because that is going to keep your brain active and it's going to open windows of opportunity that you literally did not know existed. I am in the social media streets. It's Hetty the Entrepreneur. And every single Wednesday at six o'clock on Instagram, I teach a free class. Attend those classes, come with your questions and really surround yourself with like-minded people or with people that are in the positions that you aspire to be so that you can continue to stay plugged in and have your batteries recharged. Um, you can be able to uh, purchase the book. It is within the link in my bio on all of my social media platforms. It's Hetty the Entrepreneur. Hetty. Thank you so much. I think you've left us with so much to think about. And I think your parting words of always be hungry. Um, I think that's very important. Be hungry for knowledge. Mm -hmm. Because I think when you've acquired knowledge, you're able to move quite quicker in, in anything that you are that you're pursuing because knowledge is power. Knowledge is itself. So I think that's very important. Thank you so much, Hetty, for your time. I really, really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much.